Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. And action. Are we on? I think we're on. We're on. We're on, yeah. What episode are we on? This is a really long pause. We're on episode 55. (laughs) Welcome back, everyone, to the Talking Hockey Podcast. It's your favorite. Producer Luke here to remind you to follow and subscribe on whatever streaming service you use. Leave a review on Apple. Visit our website, TalkingHockeyPodcast.com. And follow us on Instagram at TalkingHockey for daily content. Now, let's get into today's episode with your favorite group of guys, Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin. And welcome to episode 55 of the Talk Hockey Podcast. Hi, Luke, Martin, and Eric are here. And we got some exciting news in the world of refereeing that we're going to talk about. And with the trade deadline upcoming, I think we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, But yeah, for those who didn't know, Tim Peel in a a game the other day was heard on a hot mic basically admitting to game management and calling a weak penalty just just because I, I don't know the exact quote that he used but he was like i just we just i just needed to call a penalty against nashville here yeah that's basically the exact yeah. quote i'm pretty sure except he used the word like okay. yeah, I'm pretty sure <laughs> i think there was an yeah, f word in there problem. but, yeah, but yeah, we're yeah. a family friendly show we're a family friendly oh, show we? we don't we don't swear on this on this show um this just makes me so for anyone that is listening we were in contact with the referee. He said he couldn't do an interview in season and said he hopes to be able to do it in the off season. <laughs> I'm not sure how, uh, how, how good that's looking right now, <laughs> but um, he really wants to be on the show. NHL didn't let him. Now I'm like, I don't think the NHL will, will let him on this summer. Either. So should we watch <laughs> what we say about referees right now in case we get them? No. Or do we just completely no, this is good. the this is entire good, uh, NHL and refereeing organization? Hey, man, we we don't we don't we don't exist to please the NHL. I agree. That's all I'll say. Okay. Anyways, the, I, the we've roasted was, them for marketing. We've ro- what? We've roasted their marketing. We've roasted their diversity inclusion. We've roasted almost everything about <laughs> exactly. the NHL. I don't think we should be exactly. too worried about that uh, the refs. Is a very excellent point. I was going to say the quote was exactly, there wasn't much, but I wanted to get a fucking penalty against Nashville. So, just flat he out. He was saying the, that to the Nashville bench. He was saying that to, he was no, saying he was that saying to that the to Nashville Forsberg, bench. Apparently. Yeah. Dushan was like, he was saying that yeah. directly to Forsberg. <laughs> so he was like openly admitting to Forsberg. He's like, I wanted to call a penalty against you. Even though there wasn't anything there to call, didn't didn't he didn't Forsberg say I know or didn't someone say I know? On that, that same must happen all the time. Like, 
They must does. say that all yeah. the time. He must all feel the play- so like comfortable all the players came that. out and was were saying like basically being in support. Also, Martin, I'm going to need you to move closer to your mic because I you're really quiet for me. Um, but all the players were coming out in support and saying, you know, it's a tough job. And, and I'm like, no, no player really does like this, right? Like, but so there, no were, there is the a lot of diversity I felt in the responses because I saw some players going like, you need to call the game the way it is. Even Duchenne on that clip where he was explaining the situation was basically saying like, hey, like, it's very frustrating when they do that. We all want the game to be called fairly, blah, blah, blah. We all know it happens. They need to make it stop. That's basically what he said. And now he's probably going to get fined by the NHL for criticizing referees. <laughs> Prediction. <laughs> Prediction. By Friday, uh, he's not. fined like $5,000 or something. Nah. I think that... Okay, so the other thing is that they've, they've basically fired Tim Peel afterwards, right? They but didn't fire him. Game... They 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 well, said he won't referee any more games for the rest of the season, but they're not firing him. So he's still going to get paid for all for everything. He's still going to be a part of the organization. He's just not refereeing any games, and that's because they didn't want to fire him. Because if they fired him, they'd have to deal with the officials association, which would cause all sorts of issues because they can't fire a guy for doing what they tell him to do. Just saying that loud. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like how, how do they do how, how you argue with the union about his firing like that? Yeah. I know. Like, I know he, we tell you guys to do it, but you can't say it out loud. Therefore. <laughs> so they probably just for made all a deal. And purposes, like, <laughs> yeah. For all intents and purposes though, he won't, he's not refereeing another game. He was set to retire at the end of this year anyway, but, He's basically said, you're not refing. So same thing is fired in my eyes. Don't need to get all technical with me there. But no, but it's like, an important well, distinction. Well, he legitimately wasn't yeah, fired. It's because it's yeah. an important distinction. Because, like, yes, he won't be refereeing any more games. So he's, like, fired in that sense. But they had to – they couldn't fire him, right? Because they can't. Because if they're going to fire him, they'd have to, you know, go on the record and saying you're not supposed to do this, and that's not what they want. Right, they just don't want you to say it. Plus, out loud. I'm sure his severance package, his severance package is probably more than what he would get uh, for the next 20 games of the season, anyways. So, I, I have a, I have a question for the former referee in this, uh, in this group. I was a referee when too. you were a ref. Okay, well, two referees. I was a referee too. Yeah, three, three referees. referees. <laughs> Eric exactly. can't skate, so he wasn't a ref of at least. Hockey. I wasn't a ref. He was a cricket ref. I was a yeah, soccer yeah, ref. Soccer ref. But also, Eric, there's no point leaning into the mic because you're an idiot and you're speaking through your MacBook right now. Am I? So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you can't change it, and you can't change it now that we're recording. So, so don't just put the mic dummy. away. Put the Am mic I, away. I'm you're recording through, your head, through my your, MacBook or my headphones. Yeah, I think it's through your MacBook. I checked. Okay, so that that yeah, it says well, MacBook so when I changed Pro it to my headphones, that must have changed. Oh well. Okay. Yeah. So there's no point leaning in and out. I um, saw you doing that. I'm like, stop. Okay. <laughs> Cut that out, Luke. No, I'm, I'm leaving that in. <laughs> okay. Definitely leave it in. It's um, funny. Um, okay. um, um, where was, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So there's Team A and Team B, right? In House League Hockey or House League, I mean, maybe not soccer as much, but in House League Hockey, Luke refed it and, you know, up to Pee Wee. Did you not game manage in Pee Wee Hockey? You're telling me that if. Team A got three penalties in a row. You're not look out there looking for Team B to get another to 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 call an equivalent penalty. I 
so you're not taught to do it for sure, but I think it's a natural human instinct to be like, oh no, I've called yeah, a lot of penalties on this team. And yeah, yeah and, exactly. And definitely coaches look out for it too, because if you miss a call or if you if you call something that's like a slight trip, they're gonna want everything then on called. So they're gonna mm-hmm. complain. I I was never too big on the whistle and that, like I I there was I remember one game there was this big kid like we're talking Adams and this guy is massive he's probably a foot taller than everyone else <laughs> I called him three times I kicked him out of the game because I called the guy three times for hitting people in open ice and each time he hit the person in the head all accidental I'm pretty sure but the guy didn't know how to use his body very well and I called three penalties on him and and, and the coach is like you're calling a penalty for him being tall I'm like no because this kid the kid that he hit is like knocked out on the ice right now and he's done that three times this game so and once you have three penalties in, in Adam hockey you're gone from the game uh, so I'm like teach your kid how to teach that kid how to manage his body better or stop getting people to run into his shoulder um that was like probably the the I, that's the See, game i that think I luke would be a good ref because he's but. usually pretty neutral like that to be a ref to be a good ref you have to be like your personality like your essence as a human being has to be like neutrality which is why ty can never be a ref ty is like the complete opposite of that in every single way Ty would be like one day that the blue team is, oh, I like the blue jersey more, so I'm going to give them more power plays. That's not even that. So, But like watching a, a hockey game, do you actually want them to call every single infraction that's that you see? No. No. Because that just, as a fan's But I also don't want phantom. I also don't want phantom yeah, but calls, I think it's a false which we see a lot of. Because where nobody's asking every single thing that's seen to be calls. We're asking for the obvious things that we know the refs are seeing, right? If there's something that happens behind the play and they don't see it, or, you know, there's six guys in traffic and like they're all bunched up and then someone, you know, does something illegal in there and they can't see it. That's all fair game. But like, it's the extremely obvious calls that are what piss off fans, right? Because that's when it, it turns things from being fair to being unfair in fans' eyes, right? Yeah, and and then I saw a couple of tweets today that were completely correct. If you start calling the rule book the way it's planned to be called, players aren't dumb; they will adjust, yes. right? Like they're just how they adjusted to probably what's going on. Do you remember now, the face-off, the new face-off to, rule when they uh, when they started yeah. call, they called it a lot at the beginning of the season, and then suddenly dropped off, and that's because players adjusted same thing with the remember the hooking D- calls? delay of game used to be what delay of game used to be way more common too and now exactly. it's now you see it and they like literally throw their head back but it used to be way more common like they knew what they're doing but now it's it's a little bit more relaxed you know i, I a prime example of calling what should have been called is last game uh leafs versus calgary galchenyuk's getting up the ice Clear trip, clear trip, and then three seconds later they call a penalty on Galchenyuk, <laughs> and I'm like, "What the fuck? Like that makes no sense." And if they just called what was supposed to be called, that never would happen. But then Calgary had a chance to come back. Like, and and you posted something on your story today about just how you could draw a line. Yeah, it's like basically you're in math math the class. R is almost a line directly through it. Six, I think. So that's how high the correlation yeah. is, which is insanely high. Like if yeah, if, if you're there's talking a clear stats, example of it. Like you don't get many like data points more. And, clear and this than is that. something that, 
And this is something I honestly don't care about the fans' perspective too much. Like if, if the players in the game are fine with game management and two penalties for them equals two penalties for the other, I don't to me it's whatever. I don't Yeah, I disagree. It annoys me it's an entertainment fan, product. Who cares about what the players think is like oh, what they're okay. But as the fan though, if you're if you're a fan of your team and they're taking and the refs are calling, I don't know, five or six penalties in a row against them, and the other team is, is apparently playing a very uh, disciplined game it doesn't have a single one against them like do you not think at a point that just becomes a problem almost why is that a problem like i would i would hate to see no five would, on five you would hate to see it would be annoying as a fan that your team's there's a lot more there's a lot illegal. more whistles yeah, of course. Like, a lot more whistles you know, nobody yeah. wants to see their team take a penalty right but that's on the players <laughs> that's not the thing is like you have to if you're going to create a system where there's rules in place, where there's a referee control, like deciding a game in some sense, you have to make the system as unbiased as possible, right? Because human nature goes directly against unfairness, right? Like if there's all those experiments with the monkeys and then, you know, you get the monkeys to do the same job and you give one a carrot or one a cucumber and one a grape. And then if the monkey gets the cucumber and he sees his friend getting grape, He'll flip out, stop, like, start flipping shit around, lose his mind. And that's exactly what humans do, just at a lesser scale. And we all do it, right? Because nobody <laughs> likes unfairness. So you can't have a system where the referee is supposed to be fair, but then be extremely biased in one direction. And we see it all the time, right? You see all the people complaining, oh, the referees are just want this one team to win, and they're, call- they're just giving it to this team all night. And that's not true. No, there's no referee out there in my mind. That's like looking at Boston and going, oh, we're going to give all our calls in favor of Boston. I don't, I don't think. Basketball is way worse at that. Basketball, basketball is because it's Raptors, by the, the stars, Raptors game. Right? Because referees no, get but the Raptors by game, the stars like, and what the stars want to get called. That's true. But Raptors, two, game ago, two games ago, Utah Jazz had like 41 free throws. The Raptors had 14. Yeah, also the, that's, that's a ridiculous interesting stat. I was just that, You're going to start seeing that in that. the NHL, though. But I was just I was listening to a podcast on that. The Utah Jazz, There's a lot of game management. Yeah, the Utah Jazz the draw more, have more positive calls for them versus any team in the NBA. And this has been on, going on for years. Like the Utah Jazz, Jazz nobody knows why. But they get more po- calls in their favor than anyone else, and so, like this. Bizarre it's probably because their crowds, are, their crowds are like the most racist, <laughs> so they they feel that they have to call like the nicest calls there. Whatever. <laughs> but like, do you is, want to start seeing that in the NHL? No, but the thing is, the NBA is better than the NHL with getting calls right. I don't think there's any way to dispute. They're that. better at no, they're better at holding refs accountable. Yes. Well, that's because they've had like scandals in the past and shit. Like they, they're looking like that to last two minutes thing. The last two minutes yeah. in the review room, huge, right? Like that, that is massive. That impacts the game. Every single, they have that huge center in, uh, I think wherever it is. I think it's in New York. Or no, it's in New York, New Jersey, wherever it is. Uh, and they have, you know, all those screens there. They have all the referees in that room. And then they make, you know, they zoom in on everything and make the right calls for the last two minutes. And then whenever the referee, you know, spins their hand or whatever, they go and review the play. And then within 30 seconds, they give an answer on whether it's a penalty or not, right? The NHL could have something like that, right? But do you think the NHL would do it within 30 seconds? I don't think so. (laughs) But Eric, Eric, 
I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. If we're doing that for the final two minutes, why aren't we doing it for the other okay. 40 whatever minutes of the game? Well, yeah, 48 or yeah. So whatever. that's a great point. And the reason for that is, again, human humans aren't rational. We're not like the last two minutes of the game, penalties being called are more important than the first 48 minutes. Right? That's just like wh- whether we want to admit that or not, it's it's the truth of the way we think. But and you don't okay. want to slow the so game the other, down too much at the same time, right? It's a, always a balance. You can you could set up an NHL definitely the slow down exactly. the game thing. You can make an NHL game and get it perfectly refereed. Every single thing is called. I don't think anybody wants that though because you're gonna take ten minutes for each decision. You see, decision. You see, each time we need to do a goal re- or an offside review, it takes like eighteen minutes for the referees to decide because they need to figure out what that one centimeter difference is on a skate that's like. 50 feet away from the camera and they're trying to figure that out right but nobody is asking for that. realistically it could be better for the nhl if they did do that because they could toss in more ads because <laughs> the nba tosses until in nobody in the i watching. hate that i hate that that's my <laughs> least favorite thing about basketball is if it's a close game the last five minutes could last 45 minutes it takes forever dude but the thing is you can the Football. best thing about hockey is it's so consistent. Yeah. But the thing is you can implement simple guidelines and rules and systems to reduce the bias in the game. Nobody wants it to be perfect. People just want to reduce certain biases. So if you look at like Adam Silver, right? When he came into the NBA, and again, I was listening to a podcast on this before, so my listening to it when I joined. So I, was, I wanted to hear these stories. But when Adam Silver came into the league, he di- his number one goal when he came in or for the, on the refereeing side was diversifying the referees. So getting them from different backgrounds, different colors, different races, all that. And the reason for that was because I think we've talked about this before, but there was that huge report that came out about the NBA that basically showed if you have a team, if you have four white refs on the court in a primarily black basketball team, they'll get more calls against them, right? And it's not even necessarily just racial bias of being racist. It's just in-group bias, right? Which is a huge thing that we all can kind of acknowledge. I think I don't think anyone would doubt that, right? It's like your team, your group, you want to defend them. And Adam Silver changed all that. And when and the thing is, when the New York Times reported that um, reported that uh, study done by this uh, economics professor and showed it, the referees changed their mind. The, the bias went away, essentially. Right, so just the referees finding out about the bias removed most of the bias, right? So that's all that people are asking with the NHL. It's like you don't need to fix every single thing, but reduce stuff where you can, just common sense stuff. Just letting a referee know about their own bias can help fix that bias, right? Because then they're thinking about so, it and they acknowledge it. I don't think that the refs are biased. The only time I think refs are biased or in my fan experience that I think the refs were actually biased was against Nazem Kadri because they would call him fairly almost everything that Kadri did back when he was on the Leafs, when I was watching him and he did a, a bad, stupid play because it happened all the time. I couldn't even argue the calls, but he was the one who they consistently would make calls against. Yeah, it was like I mean? that playoff where he got made, suspended and then yeah. DeBrusque did the exact same thing he did. And anyway, the important, yeah. the important thing is that, that's like a very clear example, yes, but there's so many little fixes like that that they can do that are just unconscious behavior. It's not targeted, right? I think anyone that says this is targeted 
is being kind of ridiculous. It's just an unconscious behavior bias that referees have. So if we can just fix those little things, you massively improve the amount of bias and fairness in the game. And I, I think that uh, they refs should be held way more accountable than they yeah. are. Like I, I've always thought the idea that you can't, I know they do have a hard job. I know it's high pressure. I was an ump for baseball. I was a ref for hockey, not at that level, obviously, but I mean, you, you're still should be able to be criticized. You're not perfect. And you no one ever like, why can coaches and players, and I think the main reason is that NHL refs don't do media, but I think NHL refs should do media. Like they should be able to speak after a game. They should be able to be interviewed after 100%. games asking about certain things because they do need to be held accountable. And obviously if you have a system where they're protected in every single way, like Keith can't even yell at them without getting a penalty that yeah. one time or, and then you you're totally restricted from saying anything public or and then who knows if the issue actually gets addressed behind the scenes. It's but the same thing ridiculous. Occur, the same thing occurs in the NBA, though. You're not allowed to criticize the refs after a game. You can't go and say, these yeah, the, refs the are The NBA isn't perfect, but Nick they're Nurse better, just got a $50,000 right? sign. Yeah. Fine. He threw his mask at, towards the refereeing table, man. Yeah, well, the refs, he threw them after the game. Probably, that's not criticizing. <laughs> that's not... But, like, no, well, he was all screaming. <laughs> and, and, but the other yeah, thing well, is, Lowry, also... gets, Lowry gets kicked out Every other game all for screaming time. at their refs, man. He gets technicals all the time. For but it. I think there's a difference so, like, between screaming well, that is at annoying. a ref as, a, a as an old ref. Yeah, there's a difference between screaming I'm, at a ref and a I, game. I, and I gave a kid them. a yellow card. Yeah, exactly. I kicked a kid out of the game once. I've kicked kicked kids out of the game. I've kicked parents out of the game. Literally made them leave the field because I'm just like, off. Oh, I don't want to deal with you. I've, I've in my time of I never kicked anyone out in hockey. Without breaking like the three penalty rule, where they just automatically do. But in baseball, I kicked out, I've kicked out coaches and I kicked out players sometimes. I never got to kick out a coach. I wish I got to kick out. A coach. You want to talk about poor refereeing? I don't, okay, I got to be honest with you guys. I don't even think that the refereeing in hockey is biased. I think that game management is definitely a thing. You well, can't even argue that it's well, not you're a just thing. Wrong if you. But I don't think biased. that it's as. <laughs> I don't think that it's a. It's as big an issue. Game management and things like that is is as big an issue as some people make it out to be. You want to talk about poor refereeing and actual biases? Just watch an MLB game. It's it's unbelievable how bad and the human element of, of umpiring and, and and the biases that exist there. It's, that's actually unbelievable. Better because now that they actually track, like you have that video review of was this a strike? Was it not a strike? Right. But they don't do that yet. They have sure they have robo umps coming hopefully in the future, but. It's unbelievable some of these biased calls, the, the number of biased calls but that exist. The thing is, it's awful. It, they don't review awful, that much in baseball. They don't now, review. But it was even worse 20 or 30 years ago. Exactly. Because, and exactly. the thing is, they've, got, they've transitioned and they've gotten better. The, the MLB was always awful. No. The MLB was always awful. No. About 19, there's studies on this. The 1990s for the MLB, the umpires just like made up whatever the hell the strike zone was. And they, st- and I'm not saying it's changed, it's changed substantially, but it's still definitely do. Changed. They still do. Yes, but there's, but there's what they consider on, a strike. But there's very specific evidence on the length of which the strike zone has changed over the last twenty or thirty years of baseball. Right. The same thing I don't think could be said for NHL refereeing. 
if you watch, like, literally just go on YouTube and watch MLB blown calls I'm from not, 2021 again, I'm, or 2020. I'm not saying they're good. I'm saying they're better than the 1990s now. Because they have the data okay, and they've even looked then, at, you know, how many calls would should have been strikes back then versus how many now and what that difference is. That's pretty easy, like, so, math to do for any baseball analytics guy, right? The worst, so in, in regards to officiating, right, because it can be frustrating – I'm telling you that the only times I've actually been mad and sort of like screamed at my TV was in baseball, yes. like watching a Blue Jays game. I'll, I'll think because back it's to very obvious because like, they give you the square yeah. and they're just like, "Did you go into?" Well, well, not even that. Like, like you could just see that the umps are pissed. So, I think it was back around like say 2010. Uh, maybe Luke knows this clip, but it's Brett Laurie on the Blue Jays, and he's 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 at an at bat. He, he has a three ball count. It's like three and one, and the guy throws a pitch. It's Maybe a little bit borderline, but before the ump calls ball four, Laurie starts running to first base, and then very delayed, the ump calls a strike because he thinks that the player's showing him up. The next pitch that comes, so it's now a full count. Next pitch that comes, it's three and two. Another pitch that's out to the strike zone, he calls it a strike, right? Because he's pissed off that the the player was trying to show him up. Yeah. Like it was like that's the most absurd umpiring I've ever seen in my life. Do and you, you know, don't think it, that. NHL refs do that as well? No, I don't think that uh, exists in the NHL. That's that's my point that I'm trying to make, bringing up that that specific example in baseball. So, so here's here's an interesting that that study for you happens, to give you happens frequently. So here's an interesting study to give you to compare that, right? So if you took judge, okay, let's look at judges, right? Because judges are like the real world referees, right? So obviously, I think we'd all acknowledge judges have bias, right? But there's like this judges can be bought, bought, biased, whatever. But the stupidest stuff. Judges are way judges. worse than refs. <laughs> judges are ten times yes, worse. Because than there's refs. less group. There's less. Uh, judges get life. I, would, I know. I will never trust a judge as far as I can throw a politician. Well, judges have life terms and stuff like that. So there's all those issues. But at the core of it, like judges' bias goes so deep down into like. If you judge uh, judges' case rulings from before lunch and after lunch, so when they're getting a little bit hungry and their blood sugar's low versus they're after they ate, the punishments are worse before lunch than after lunch, like substantially, right? Or if you look at – if you name – like so there was this one study that people did as well where they checked out um, – they gave judges a case where a, uh, a club, they were having noise complaints, right? And then the judges had to give them a fine. If the club was called Club 50 versus if the club was called Club 10,051, the club that was called 10,501 would get three times worse a fine than the club called Club 50 with the exact same considerations. It's because their name's that's their name's but stupid. But that's the thing, right? Like, I, there's I, just these all these stupid and ridiculous stuff that impact a referee's bias in like the dumbest ways. <laughs> like, imagine you're <laughs> you get a fine three if you're, times if bigger you're for just your, calling your club like ten fifty one instead of fifty. Like, it's just so stupid. Listen, if you're any club owner out there, if you call your club anything with three numbers, you're a freaking idiot. I don't know what I can tell you. But that's a, Why would you ever go over it's 99? Just like, it's just such a ridiculous system. And if you think judges are You're bad, adding so many syllables the, to it. The ref, NHL referees or any referees in general have biases no, that no, they no. don't even look at or study. So the NHL, 
there's all the like what about a referee's just a little bit say, hungry before the game and then they call an extra five penalties, three penalties that game. Okay, right? I'm not gonna lie, there was times when I was a ref and I was a ref with Robert, and I swear before a game, if you if you were there were some teams you just didn't like. Exactly. You didn't like the coach. You didn't like some players. You would literally ask them, like, you know, how are we feeling about this team? And and that's a true thing is that you didn't like certain players. I, I, there was some – when I was an ump in baseball, there were some players and some teams I hated. Mm-hmm. I would be – I would show up to the park and be like, please, God, don't give me red jerseys today. And then I'd show up and there's red jerseys. And I'm like, fuck. I'd be so mad. I'd be I'd be Pete like cheese going into the game. So I will say like <laughs> I think that there is a definitely little, bias. I think they're a little more professional in in the NHL yes, than than sure. Luke being pissed off at a little ten year old kid. <laughs> they're probably you know? more professional, especially like eighteen year old Luke, because the, the players seem <laughs> to really cool. respect the refs. Like they actually respect the refs. Like. The relationships that people have, I know it's, it's it's commonly said, but Manny Malhotra, one of the best you know face-off players in the in the entire NHL history, had a great relationship with all the linesmen in the in the and NHL, and you know they say that's why he was good at face-offs. Yeah, exactly. That's the pro- but that probably created some bias for him when it came. To well, I think that I don't think that any player. Job. Maybe he read how to win friends and influence people, and then their bias comes in from that. You know. There you go. Man, I don't know. I, if you want to talk about poor refereeing and you think the NHL has it bad, I just say watch some MLB games. How is Angel Hernandez still an ump? How is Joe West still an ump, right? Like it's it's unbelievable if you want to talk about not being held accountable in the NHL. The MLB is 10 times, 100 times worse. Didn't we just say last podcast that we shouldn't compare ourselves to the lowest common yeah, denominator? <laughs> this well, is I'm the ultimate one about it's like, oh, no, we don't need to improve yeah. NHL refereeing. They're not biased because look at baseball and how much they suck. But I'm not saying – okay, I'm not saying that they're not – I'm just saying that I don't think it's like a clear bias. But it against, is a clear like, the only bias thing because that if, is, if you're just doing game management of one call here, one call here to make it a perfectly, perfectly straight line between penalties taken and penalties drawn, that's like the ultimate form of bias where you're, it doesn't matter what the team does or doesn't do. But the, okay, do you not think that that's the way games should play out? No. Though? Like, should penalties not be more or less even throughout a no, game? You're telling me that because what, one team's there, gonna foul, there are teams that are just one team's gonna if one team has Connor McDavid and one team has a bunch of scrubs, obviously the team with Connor McDavid's probably more likely to draw a couple more penalties because it's Connor McDavid and he's faster than everyone else. Like that's that's just the natural course of things. Like it. it like but, why? What? What? I don't understand this like rationality to like even everything out. Like it's such a hockey thing. Like everything needs to be even. Like salary cap and players, and we have the, to make sure that everything's even at all times. And like, the, like what? What? But explain, because I'm kind. I'm kind of curious. Like what? What if, about it is that you're like it should be? It, it should, should be, be one. Like, like it should be if someone gets a penalty. It's not that it should be. Not that it should be one one and one, but. It should be pretty close to it because the entire it NHL is – if you look at things like Corsi and scoring chances throughout the year, teams are within like, what, 7% of each other between the worst team and the top team? There's like a 7% that difference between really them, have right? any impact on penalties. Game to game. But that's, game to game, right? Game to game. 
Another problem game to game, though, is refs calling the game differently than each other. Like, some refs, I feel like, call different penalties. Yeah, and that's always going to happen because every referee is going to have a different you know, level that shouldn't to really what happen. they need like, to that's call. One of the, that's one of the big ones you could easily get rid of. Just so say, there is the fucking rule. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. So, so there is a... A, uh, I would, I think it was a couple years back. I read something on Twitter about it, but Tampa knew they had a great power play. I, I think this is a little bit of a sidetrack, but Tampa has a great power play with Stamkos and Kucherov and, and Point and so Hedman. Get a bunch yeah. of penalties. Get a bunch of power exactly. plays. They led the league in penalties and led the league in power plays exactly. because they knew they could kill they penalties, especially against teams with poor. Yeah. And they would just get a whole bunch of power plays out of it because if they just started taking obvious penalties, now the refs will start looking at the other teams and try to call penalties against them, and Tampa's going <clears> to <throat> score, <laughs> right? So that's a that's that's a real bad point in your <laughs> argument. I, I, know, I know, I know. Teams can take advantage like, of really it, but bad. they don't. I, I think I'm convincing myself. Why not? <laughs> I think I'm convincing myself the other way now that there can be there are biases because the other thing is that like the that, only reason Edmonton doesn't want to be on the be on the penalty kill suck at be it. on the penalty kill as much because they could they would be really good if they got a whole bunch of power plays they'd be unreal but they suck at the penalty kill side so they can't do that strategy but if I they got a little that, better at penalty kill they could probably do that strategy pretty and well. it's, it's all, okay the other thing is that it's it's pretty weird how the Leafs consistently had been a team where there were no pe- like very few penalties called in the game right like i remember there was one time like how many times it was like almost a weekly occurrence last year or the year before where there were zero pa- power plays for either team yep. right apparently everyone just plays super super clean when the when the leafs are in town no penalties for either team i think i'm, I'm kind of convincing myself the other way because i think that the refs saw as a leafs fan the refs can see the leafs as a soft team because that's the whole motto around them and they never got any calls against them they also never know how he calls for them you gotta you gotta keep it fair but it's not fair because the the thing is like they always ignore the whole part about a not calling the penalty also impacts the game right if someone gets hooked and it impacts a certain play gets cross-checked and it it always impacts something in the game right if i keep cross-checking three guys throughout a game and never get called Guess what? They're going to be sore. They're going to be hurt, and you're probably going to injure them, and that impacts the game, right? Who was it the other day? I think was it Chara again who injured someone by cross checking them. I don't remember. Whoever it was, they just cross checked the shit out of them. The guy was injured, had to leave the game. How does that not impact the game? And he didn't get called, right? So that directly like you lose a guy on your bench, and he was like, a, I think he was a top nine forward. So you're losing a good player. And he's getting cross-checked and no call. That's a that's a bigger impact. That's a major impact on the game. Because the thing is that that the refs look at the the area in front of the net where there's a forward trying to screen the goalie and the defenseman trying to push him out of the way. There's there's no penalties ever being called there. It, it's the it's, it's the put, infraction it's free pushing. zone. It's <laughs> it's cross-checking. They're slashing each other. They're elbowing each other back. Yeah, you know what? Destroy his back yeah, and, and they. The other funny, the always the the funniest thing I always found was that whenever like two players get tangled up, for example, one player will always like when they sit on top of the other one so they can't get up. Basically, <laughs> right? They're they're, they're just kind of like tackling each other and they're just there's lying sitting on top so the other one can't get up. No no calls ever on those. 
But anyway. some people would say, why would there be like that's hockey? There shouldn't be. But the Kai's like clearly yeah, hockey is just a bunch of sitting on each other in the yeah. middle of the ice, taking holding the back defender of the play so that your team can come up the ice. Yeah. I, anyway, there the the, the pro, one of the big problems is a lot of those are penalties, but they're very unset on what penalties are and when they're called and like yeah. what is actually called. It's like that ten of like penalty punching that somebody I in one of those rushes. It's like that ten of penalty I posted on our story and everyone lost their minds. I still haven't responded to half those DMs because there were just way too many, and it was all just like, "How is that a penalty? You're an idiot. You hate hockey." And it's because it was like this weird mixture of a charging slash boarding call slash not really boarding because people think boarding is when you're up against the boards and you can't be boarding if you're four or five feet away from the boards and get hit into them. It's like there's a I lot of victim blaming in hockey. It's always victim blaming. It's never oh this person did something bad. It's always why the fuck was this person not. Why did this person put them his in such a susceptible position? His head was down. His head was down. Which I don't always disagree with. There are some times where disagree you're like, with that either. Always I'm like that, that player, always that. that player skating like that is ridiculous. And you did put yourself in a position that was super dangerous. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, should they still get suspended? Unfortunate. Yes. Hopefully the, the person injured or hit learns. But I mean, like some players I'm like, wow, what, who, how, like that is your fault as the person who was hit. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, like, people confuse anyway. you putting yourself in a dangerous position versus being in a d- dangerous position, right? Like the whole thing with uh, I forgot I forgot who the guy that shot the puck in, uh, some like third pairing guy, and he was like on one foot. He had just shot the puck in, and then ten of nailed him like right after. Head. Oh, it was Jared Tenorti. Tenorti, yeah, I think that was him. So. The point was he wasn't he didn't put himself in a dangerous position. It's just in hockey you get put into dangerous situations. Like he didn't do anything. He just he literally did what players do constantly throughout a game, which is just dump the puck in. Right? But he was on one foot. He wasn't looking at him. Tanov came from literally the other side of the ice to hit him. And then people were like, Oh, he glided though, so he didn't like so it's not a penalty. But like that doesn't have anything to do with charging. Like you can be gliding super fast and you could skate. I mean, technically, I think for a long time, the rule was like three fast steps right before the hit. I think that charging is a penalty where it's up to interpretation. It's very up to to interpretation, definitely. But like, it just seemed so obvious. He came from the other side and and sprinted and then like a couple of steps before just glided and nailed it. I think, but same with boarding though, because if you hit a player against they the need boards, to be more they're not resolute everything boarding. No, but it's dangerous, and again, subjective. They're not, exactly, they're not resolute enough in their rulemaking and like how they call things. I think that's part of their like probably their biggest problem is they're not holding officials accountable in that sense. There's more so there's than zero bias. accountability. So, like in the NBA, for example, yeah. Adam Silver has. The two-minute reports are the two-minute uh, report that obviously everyone can see public of what mistakes NBA refs made. But the NBA, the referees and teams also get individual packets of every single call that the referee made that was wrong. So they track all that, have that, that data, the, and show it to the ref so the ref can review that and go, 
part of the only reason that happened, I feel like, is because of the their huge scandals. It was because of those scandals and because uh, the previous commissioner, uh, what was his name? Uh, something David, David Stern. Stern. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, because David Stern went and made this huge tirade on uh, some show and talking about how the ref- NBA referees are the best in the world and they don't have any issues. And then this whole study came out with all these issues. And then there's obviously the the uh, scandal that Martin's probably going to talk a little bit about. And then he just looked like a complete moron, basically, because there's all those different issues within NBA refereeing. I think some of the best referees, especially considering it's such a high-hitting sport and it's it's more recent, but it's because they're so resolute in the rules. It's the NFL. I think they're so resolute in what's a call and what's not a call and they make new calls when something happens that they're like well that's kind of fucked up it shouldn't happen like that so and it should be a call so they make a rule about it and they're they're, they seem very consistent over like i don't watch my nfl games but you can say you can point to something and say that's probably going to be called and it is called and if it's not called it's normally flagged I think that if you talk about NFL, I'm going to say that there's a, there's a prime example. You say, are you saying that the refs in NFL are good? Sorry, I, I cut out on the first bit of the conversation. They're, they're pretty good, I would say. I think so. But there are teams that take advantage of game management. So, for example, the Green Bay Packers, this, for the past, I don't know, five years, have been considered a team with a great offensive line. And the reason why they're a great offensive line is because they hold on every single yeah. play. <laughs> and they say, yes. okay, they're so saying, they're, that they're basically like, difficult. the refs aren't going to call it every single time. They're not going to call a hold every single time. So that they always do difficult. it. Holds and stuff like on the line are some of the most difficult things. Like, but they get all the big things. Like in the NHL, there's so many fucking out there penalties that are like so obvious. And you're like, that should be a call. Yeah, see, and that's, it, it, I keep I saying it's not. It's not nothing. the like ones that are like, eh, I don't know. It's it's like just the clear, obvious ones that are frustrating. And I think that's part because some of those one, big ones, and there's no like consistency. Is like the hits along the board where it's like, was that from behind or whatever the fuck they're say they question, and it's like that should be a penalty. And I think that's partially to blame on the fact that. Uh, Gary Bettman, unlike in the NFL, Goodell has actually acknowledged concussions are a fucking problem plaguing the NFL, and they want to do things to prevent that. And in the NHL, Bettman hasn't even like yeah. said concussions are a health problem yet. <laughs> they haven't acknowledged like, the reason. What the fuck's wrong with him? And I think that's part of the problem with like inconsistency with some of the big penalties. It's actually one of like the worst people, things about the NHL. People, I think. people arguing with you about the DeBrus thing. That was a huge – like that should be a penalty no matter what because it had the highest like, – one of the highest likelihood plays to lead to a concussion. Like I got fucking killed into the boards from behind. Shouldn't matter if it's charging or whatever. It just shouldn't happen. <laughs> like I don't know. Especially on like unfair, unclean like that. I agree, and that's like inconsistency. I think that. the referees they need to have but, you need to have some system to keep them accountable because if you don't have a system to keep people mm-hmm. accountable, it's human nature to just loosen up. You know, you don't need to improve yourself as much. There's like it gives you more freedom to do what you want. Like you need account, 
like everyone has accountability in life, generally speaking, right? Like you have to have accountability. Like me, I have to, in my job, I have accountability to my boss. If I'm not closing a certain amount of whatever, I have to give them exact reasons why that's, and we have meetings about this weekly. Like why, why isn't this getting closed? Why isn't this getting closed? What can I do to improve? What can I do to help you improve? And it's like a two-way street. That's what the NHL needs, right? But are you saying that the you're thinking actually think that the NHL doesn't have, you know, recap sessions with the refs after a game or or after a you know a performance review with nothing, refs? You're telling me that nothing close to what I would call is because and this is just based off of former referee interviews I've listened to, based off whatever all the insiders say. There's nothing accountability wise that compares to anything in the real world or even other sports the NA, the nba referees get a literal report of every mistake that they made during a game but like, there, a i don't think that there's ever i don't think there's ever going to be a perfectly a perfect referee Again, game uh, but you're you're confusing two different things you can you can give them a report on very obvious wants. stuff that they miss you don't need to be like Oh, there's this guy who was like, if it was like half of a half of a half of the second difference, is it so like nobody cares? It's about the very obvious things that you could just make a very easy report on and go one, two, three, four, five. These five were the five mistakes in the game, blatantly obvious, blatantly missed, or should have been called whatever it was. And then that's the report that they give you, right? And then you have to then you have to have some recourse to be like, okay, why did I call it this way? What 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 caused that? Can I can can the NHL help you make that call better? What can we do about that? Can we experiment with different things? Do we, you know, have a fourth referee that yeah. can call that off of the ice for you and tell you in your ear, like what, whatever it is, right? But a back and forth relationship, and then having, you know, media accountability—that's one thing. I don't know how I feel about media accountability. I know that the NHL isn't going to do anything, so I feel like the media has to do something about it. But the media is always too scared to ask questions, too, though. But they're not going. The media accountability isn't isn't going to change anything, right? Like if uh, I don't think I, I, don't I completely want disagree the about that go, because if you look go. at the NBA, like what what happened? The Let Ty finish his saying, thought. The Eric. New York Times blasted them. And no, the, the no, Eric, exactly. Eric, <laughs> Eric, let a man finish his thought before you before you come in and I don't know why the ref should have to Can come out after a game. <laughs> yeah, why did why I does can. the ref have to come out of a game and say? Yes, media. I'll answer your questions about the game. Like there, that, that that would be kind of pointless almost. Like I don't. The refs don't really. Do you even remember who the refs are in each game? But why does that matter? That's kind. Of, it's not about knowing who the refs are. Why, why, why would the they need are. to come out after a game and, and talk about the game? Why did I make this decision? Did I miss? Why it? does Austin Matthews have to come out and say, "Hey, on that third exactly. goal, you didn't play cover your man on center because but accountability." Why do I have not, to go and meet meet with my boss about like why I'm not? Hitting he my doesn't target. have to do that every game. He doesn't have to do that. Leafs don't make every single player nobody, available after saying, a game. You don't they have choose. to do it every game. Do it every exactly. three games. Exactly. So two one games. ref one per ref game. Per it's game. not like all refs have to be you available. Just one ref exactly. per game. Because that, uh, and then all the referees can make that the, the head ref, whatever it is, they can. Ty, you're wrong. Hundred yeah, percent. Like, what? what, what I think what, a, what you want then? Like, what? What accountability do you want for NHL referees? Ty doesn't think game management's a big deal. That's I don't really he think, think it's a big, as big deal. He doesn't deal. care about game so, management. Martin, I wanted to say, I, I've, I'm kind of iffy on it now. 
I wanted to say, Martin, I wanted to go back and say that there's that the refs never blow calls. There was a huge blown call in a playoff game about two years ago between the, the Rams See, and the Saints. See how you're saying two years ago? <laughs> you're like, okay, there's this one blown call from two years well, ago. Well, no, I'm just that saying that, that, was the biggest, that was the biggest scandal. The week. <laughs> that actually determined a playoff game. This was a chance for the Saints to win a playoff game and go to the you, Super Bowl. You don't Bowl. think that the, – the referee that got, called, that got fired today refereed like 100 playoff games. You don't think he impacted But I'm two saying games? that there was that 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 single play could have sent the Saints to the Super Bowl. Sure. The, the defensive pass interference that was never called. You don't think a, a penalty? But, yeah, I, was in, play, I wasn't I saying. Don't. I wasn't saying. I wasn't saying that. Uh, that MO, uh, NFL. Jesus, the NFL's a perfect system. No, but I'm saying by, that there's by that, any account. I'm um, trying to say that there's I nothing. It, I think they're so resolute on what their rules are. That on average they're going to get called because they're so like every every ref knows the rule and they know what and if they don't call it they'll get in fucking trouble from that NFL. Yeah, because most of the fans have guns. (laughs) You have to have a system of accountability where the referee can explain their decision making, and it's not even just because it'll make the referees better; it also makes the fans less pissed off. If they can hear from a referee on like, okay, make the referee like a human being. Like, okay, they make referees are going to make mistakes. Referees aren't always going to be right. They have to acknowledge that. I think acknowledgement is We talked earlier. We talked earlier in the – one sec. We talked earlier in the podcast about consistency and players will just get used to it. Fans would also get used to it. If stuff – if if it's properly called consistently – Fans would stop complaining. One hundred percent. They would just stop, but there'd be a lot. They wouldn't stop, but like it would just get, it would just become part of the game. Like it would just become more. One hundred percent. The reason that they don't do it is because the refs probably went to the NHL and were like, "We don't want to get harassed." (laughs) Shut up! It's part. It should be part of your job. It should be part of your job. Should it have been part of your job in house league hockey to go and talk to each coach after the game? I actually did have to talk to the coaches. (laughs) Almost every game. You do have to. You, you have talk to, to the coach them, before have, every I, game. Soccer, have no, after the game, do they? And you have to get them to sign the game. No, no, I understand that. But after the game, after the game. Yes. Okay. Yes. But Ty, also, what you the, the one that said it earlier. I don't care about Luke umping some ten year old in baseball and hating them. The, 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 the it's not like house league coaches and players are having to Referees go to report. There, there's no there's no camera there. I'm getting paid twenty bucks a game, bro. <laughs> <laughs> cash deal wait you only got paid 20 bucks a game that's kind that's of shit kind of uh, like 35 35 for like some 50 60 bucks a game. no yeah I but you had to run make... around yeah, i was doing rep games luke i was, was getting luke like was six pushing bucks. the luke was pushing the kids on the chair and friggin' tyke hockey man <laughs> with a little helping i loved what i love when the tony roman tournament came and it was like uh might you just toss the blue puck into the corner. You watch all ten kids on the ice go to it like fleas. I love that. That was my. I love those games so that's much. What, that's what Martin's so, life is in soccer. But Ty, what what was the point of that comparison? There was like that was the worst comparison I've ever uh, heard in the NFL. Or no, what? about me, me and Eric having to do post game pressers <laughs> with the coaches, with the coach and parents. Like, what does that but make I sense? Al- I already had to talk to the coaches after the game because I had to get them. But did you? But what? But should you have to uh, answer for your calls after the game? Again, I'm not getting paid a hundred thousand. To the parents, to the coaches, to whatever. Watching me. But if you were, if you but were I getting paid it, fifty I, bucks a game, in my real life, I already have to do this. 
if I don't close a client, I have to explain yeah. why I didn't close them. You to your boss. You're not having to go to. But it doesn't matter. He has to. Everybody he has to in explain to our investors okay. why he. It's it, everyone has but, a boss. But, I explain to him. Chief he explains Dubis. to our investors why these things aren't closing, and then it's a whole circle. And the investors in this case are the fans, and he's the NHL in this case, or the referee. Do you think the refs are meeting with Keith after every game to discuss the the game? No. Okay, so your point is invalid because you just you literally just disprove. So where your own should point. they be? But that's what I'm saying. There shouldn't be any like accountability. They shouldn't have to have to answer to the coaches after. Why each everyone in the, the in real life has to answer? Why and have accountability? Like why is it, why are to the media? Show? That's what I'm saying. To the okay, sorry. I think that it makes sense in a game situation. For the player or a coach to be like, hey, Luke, why didn't you call this in the game, in the actual game? But after the fact, having to answer questions to outside sources doesn't make okay, sense. Then, those are then your we customers. should stop all your customers. Are we the should fans. stop all coaches and all players from doing media. What are you talking about? Yeah, I don't care about that. The media cares about that. I don't care about Ty, that. As much. You 100 percent care because that's not where 90 percent of your opinions come from. <laughs> Did you hear what Nylander said? Did no, you hear I didn't. what Matthew said? Oh my goodness. Well, I love I all these blueprint behind the scenes stuff. Yes, you talk about you what do. players say you all do. the time. I'm okay. The other thing, like the other point that I'm saying is that they don't have to do that every single game. They're doing it on their on their own time. Like sometimes the they have a good game or whatever. The game. So, it's their, so the Leafs say, okay, Matthews, you go and talk to the media after the game. You do you do a little post-game presser. It's not. Yeah, they choose five players the every pl- game. It's not the same players, though. Okay. We're not saying it has to be the same ref. We're saying one of the each of, of the four ref linesmen has to go out and do but a media. Each though, game, though. there aren't absurd blown calls. If you think uh, back to each hockey game you've watched, if you think back to your game always, on, I don't there's know, always like, one call that's blown, like completely blown. A blatant call. Uh, why okay. did you call that trip? Yeah. I didn't think it was a trip. There's okay, constantly. cool. Okay. What's that going to change? They can, they can, they can ask them just normal questions. What, about the what does my meeting with my boss change if I tell them? Like, it's just accountability. It's like taking ownership. Ty, we're not saying that the ref should get. We're not saying the ref should get absolutely shredded in a post game. <laughs> because like, they would. Presser no, every they game. No, they because wouldn't. people are reasonable. At, uh, uh, okay, because I the media. You see how <laughs> the media? No, Some the media is so lame with their questions. Like. Man, very rarely do media ask tough questions of players, coaches, GMs, like very, very rarely. You think they're just going to go and ask like the hardest question to a ref? Yeah, right. They're probably going to ask some joke of a question. And then maybe if there's a really clear blown call, they might ask that. So why do you want this to occur Because there's some anyway. type of accountability where the referee knows they have to go out there and answer these questions, right? It's also just it's an interesting component of the game. But how do you know oh it my won't God. Ha- does are you saying no? Uh, where, does, where does, do they do that in the NBA? Okay, you're you're telling me that they do this in the NBA. Again, that's a what about right? We're talking no. about the NHL. Who cares so, about what other leagues? Does it change anything? Has it changed anything? Yes. It are changed Utah Jazz things. still getting 41 free throws yeah. a game while the Raptors are getting no, 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 14? No, no. But but the referees in the NBA they got blown <laughs> to shit about having the racial biases in their game for the past it. for the past five years. All I've heard from my Raptors friends like Luke and Dylan and oh and, you wait, know, you heard wait, you heard from Raptors fans that referees are bad. You heard from was a bunch that of the fans refs are calling fans. against 
are calling against the Raptors. Wouldn't you love to hear? <laughs> wouldn't you love to hear from the ref why they thought they were getting called against? I would love to hear. But that. it's not changing anything. But why wouldn't it? But it's not changing anything. It's not changing anything. They don't do it. Because for five years, but, even but after this two-minute report, they, they, they don't do it. They don't interview refs. Okay, but I'm not saying that. Okay, so, but I'm saying that for being the accountability that they have for this two-minute report and the errors that these refs are making. One hundred percent, two-minute reports have gone down in terms yeah. of errors are in the last changing two things, though. Yes, they are. But it's, 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 yes, they are. are you basing this? They're, they're not changing things. You're just saying because a couple of fans complain about the Raptors getting refereed. No. You're like, okay, nothing's changed. You started word. off this conversation with saying that the Raptors had 41 free throws against them for I only 14. That. Luke did. But Luke did. Yeah, I that made was a point one of that. Game. Yeah. yeah. And th- but this happens consistently. I can tell you it well, happens that, consistently where the Raptors yeah. don't get free throws. They're getting all these fouls called against them because I watch the playoffs. I'm, I'm not a big basketball fan, but I do watch the Raptors in the playoffs. And I can say that it it always does seem like every call is going against their. But actors. again, this doesn't matter. I'm not even it always fan. But this feels doesn't like. ma- This isn't irrelevant to the accountability. Are you saying that accountability at no point has ever improved someone? Because that's at the heart of the conversation. I, does accountability work? Yes or no? Right. And I think every organization in the world has some sort of accountability. Right. And then different. Levels. Does your boss have accountability? Yes, because he has to talk to our. He has like three meetings with our investors every single week and then he has to explain to them why haven't we hit our targets why is this product not done development yet why why are leads down 10 percent? he does every week why why okay but eric why are they down 10 why but like why is it consistently not be doing well and he's still your ceo or whatever your boss example he does there's good i'm just saying i'm just saying like this this it's a very easy should be a very easy concept to understand. Like, sure, I don't really care about Austin Matthews going to the public on the mic every game, but I do like to hear as a fan his explanation on certain things, on certain moments of the game. A ref would be just like that. Again, you're not asking them to be torn to absolute shreds and probed after every single game. You're, you're just it's Added gonna, insight into the game. You're going to hear the ref's equivalent of get the pucks in deep. We need to just get the pucks in deep and keep playing hard. You're going to get the ref equivalent of that from them you after You always a game. see real moments. You don't just get that from players. You get real moments every now and then, and that's the point. And then even then, you, the players still have to give an answer. You, if, it, if the referee is just like, oh, well, the, that's what we saw, they're going to get further questions into it, and they're going to look bad on a replay when you go, this is an obvious blank call and they're just saying, oh, you know, like this is just what we thought. They have to explain. They either don't explain it and they don't give a reason and then they look back and then they're, and then that's accountability. That's how accountability is there ever going to be a, is there ever going to be a time in one of these theoretical press conferences where we say good call ref? Why would yeah. it's always going to be negative, negative. Sure, they're going to focus on, can you ever say that there's been a, on negative. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt, because nobody... But for a player, you can say good game, whoever, or you can say bad game, whoever. It depends on the circumstances and whether the team won or not. Who cares? Why does that matter? It's always... If you're always saying this, is there's... And you even said there's never going to be a perfectly rough game. There's always going to be something mm-hmm. but if, that there's but a if problem there's just with. But like the smallest little things, reporters aren't going to care. They're going to care about the big things. No reporter's going to ask a referee... In a 6-0 game about like a potential penalty 
for the team that was down six goals. They don't, they won't care. Maybe, yeah, maybe a way to go around this whole every game thing is uh, you don't ask the refs if they want to do post game. You ask media, are there any questions you'd like to ask the refs this game? If media says no, no presser. If the media is like, yeah, we have some questions, presser. I think that the only time there should be accountability is if there is, is an actual blown call that decides a game. If it's something that's ridiculous, that is ridiculous, then that's so that's much pressure on the ref. And that's yeah, who would decide yeah. that? Like because again, I like, don't care as much about refing the ne- like the okay, following game. Why, it, that, it becomes but nothing. But that's why we're saying the media can decide if they want to ask him questions or not. They have the pressers; they can decide if they want. If nobody wants to ask them any questions, which will happen a good percentage. If of they're the time, if they're good. only doing questions on a blown call, imagine how much more scrutiny they'd face if they rather than actually building relationship with the audience or the fans okay. like if matthews only example. came out it's a bad example I, I won't okay i'll take that back. most of your examples have been bad examples <laughs> but i'm just saying that i don't think it's making a difference in anything. i love how martin hasn't said anything for like 20 minutes but he just my accountability he's at frozen work. on yeah, my screen on yeah. mine too. my my accountability I'm at frozen work. on mine too but can you hear <laughs> yeah, me still? Can hear. yeah we can Okay. okay. <laughs> the accountability for me at my work doesn't matter to anyone but myself, really. Okay. Actually, yeah. that's not true. And I started started looking at houses. Ty, do you have FYI. like two million people <laughs> tuning in to your work every day, or no? Uh, and you still have accountability because your boss has to report to someone who reports to someone who probably reports to someone else that then reports to someone that is. Do yeah. people give a shit about your daily yeah, performance at also, work? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> yes odds are there's not two million people watching you on tv answering calls all day is my point luke drank water the wrong yeah. way yeah no i i, I luke, luke got covid <laughs> mid-sentence <laughs> yeah oh i i had to cough <laughs> anyway but we've t- okay like, luke no no one gives a shit about you is what yeah. I'm saying. But people care about the sport of hockey. People care about the least. I face more accountability than referees do, and nobody gives a shit about me. So <laughs> there you go. But I'm saying that they definitely do have accountability. They they do have if they're if they're a poor referee and they have poor performance, like especially okay, especially if they're not a tenured ref, I'd say that they can very easily be replaced by the next up and comer. Yeah. So you always, you. You, you interview de- the they definitely the do one. have they definitely do have accountability in that sense. But apparently they don't Until because they're... the guy who refereed fourteen hundred games and a hundred playoff games never faced accountability but for his game management. I think that I think that Tim Peel is was a decently good ref. I think that Wes McCauley's a good ref, right? Like I think that they were good refs in their grand scheme of things. But there always will be game management in the NHL, and I don't think that's a. I don't necessarily well, why think do that's we have to accept as that bad always, an issue. Why do we have to accept there's always going to be game management when there's a rule book? And Ty, if you, if you think game management's fine, then there should be literally no debate in a ref yeah, talking about it. If there's game it. management, then fine. They can just say, go out and say. If you're man- basically saying that the ref's job isn't actually that that bad, and that they should. And, the and they don't is, want them talking to the public. The thing is that when Tim Peel said, I needed to call something against Nashville, the problem with that is that's intentional game fixing and he admitted to it. If it's an incoherent, uh, unconscious sort of thing, mm-hmm. it, it's a problem that's because he said – basically what I'm saying is it's a problem because he said it. 
and it was caught on camera. Okay, what, what and it basically thinking? admits to match so fixing. He was, he was still thinking at the previous 14 years of his career. Yeah, just because you, you say it just because he said it doesn't mean he wasn't thinking it for the last 1,400 okay, games. I, I, okay, I, I understand what you're saying, but I, I'm saying that's the reason why it caused such a controversy it did because – and, and yeah, he had to be let go by the end and say he can't rep again. We all know that. The problem, the problem isn't and, that he said it. The problem is that he thought it and he's been thinking for 14 years. It's max – it's match fixing except he just didn't say it out loud for 14 years. <laughs> and God. you just said you just said him saying it out loud is match fixing, but, but he was the, still thinking, he was still the, thinking it the previous years. So you're just saying no. He just he never thought he never, it before well, last night. That's not what I mean. That's not what I mean. It's because he was like caught ad- admitting to it, right? And that's why that's why there's the thing, and that's why there's that whole problem with like FIFA match fixing, right? Once that was actually exposed, they had to do something about it. I, I don't see the point you're making. Yeah, but you you don't think FIFA knew about it the entire time? They FIFA's did. They still do it. it. They still do it. Do, do you think that if they were able to ask questions about it, that it would happen less? <laughs> no, it's going to happen the same amount. The FIFA, FIFA. Okay, I don't want to start. FIFA is the most corrupt or like sports organization by far. It's it's not even a debate. Yeah. It, it happens every don't single even compare year. Compare the NHL to FIFA. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. If you want, if you want to make the argument that FIFA is worse than the NHL, I'll agree with you. <laughs> all right, but all I'm hearing right now, Good all I'm hearing Ty. right now, Good work. Good work, no, team. all I'm hearing right now from Ty is that the refs job actually isn't that stressful and it's not as bad as we think. Which by all, but by my logic, would mean give them post game pressers then if they have nothing to defend, if they have nothing to to worry about. Or it's really bad and give them post-game pressers because they need to be held accountable. So either way, I'm hearing post-game pressers no, in Luke, my own see, head. No, see, the issue is that... Actually, the, the issue is I said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I think I'm done with this conversation. <laughs> no, we're not going to get to Eichel. Uh, I think this is gonna it. Get to trade deadline's next week, so I'm sorry we took so much time. Wait, wait, when's I'm the just... trade deadline? What day is it? Someone check it out. Someone I thought it was April check. 10th or something. There we go. We got time. The 10th? I don't, I don't think it is actually April 10th. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Martin. You've contributed a lot. Uh, <laughs> like it's April around that. It's actually April 12th. Yeah, it's around that. So yeah, it's oh, it's, it's really far away. So we got tons of time, boys. Rumors right. are next week. Okay, yeah. That was a really good. Uh, that was a really good heated conversation. I think that was probably one of our most interesting debates. I'm going to send this to the ref before we have him on. About uh, that's a good idea. Hey, <laughs> I'm going to say I'm, I only want to be on this podcast with Ty. <laughs> yeah, I I definitely think that we should ask him some of these questions. Though. Like, do you think there should be but media availability? I mean, he wants to be available to us. We so. definitely could tell him these questions, but if we did, he'd never come on. <laughs> Either him or the yeah, NHL get, would get be like, no. <laughs> Yeah, probably. It's like when you message you, Elon Musk to come to your events and they just R bomb you. That's what's going to happen now to this ref. Probably. Yeah. If I if I told him I'd give him like five Bitcoin, he'd probably come. Elon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Elon's losing out on Bitcoin uh, these past few days. That's why Tesla's gone down. Tesla. I'm not a financial advisor, but that's a good buy. <laughs> I uh, in this market sell off. Tesla's a good advice. buy. 
not financial advice, but <laughs> Tesla and any electric vehicle stock, Neo, Neo's on uh, Neo's on sale for thirty five dollars. Let's go, boys! On right sale, now. yeah, <laughs> on sale. Um, I Elon tweeted today that you can buy a Tesla with Bitcoin. Yeah, I know, but Bitcoin is, Bitcoin is going. Bitcoin is crashing down in value these past few weeks. Amen. I think. Anyways, so people, we'll see you next week. Thank you, everyone, yes. for listening to this passionate debate about NHL refereeing. And that wasn't with financial me, advice. Eric and Ty. Oh, that wasn't and, financial and, advice. And Martin's giggling in the background. <laughs> yeah. So we appreciate uh, we appreciate you all tuning in. And Eric's an idiot for using the yes. wrong mic, but um, I apologize. Honestly, for the sound. it, it makes it better. It makes it way better when you're not leaning in and out, and I have to fix your levels. So honestly, this is probably a lot better okay well i'm glad to hear it have a good week everybody thank you everyone for tuning into this week's episode we love and appreciate each listener that sticks around to the end with that comes reminders to leave a review press follow on those streaming platforms and make sure to head over to instagram to follow talking hockey we're on the road to 30k and we can't wait to continue to build our audience luke eric ty and martin signing off we'll see you all next week